Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. This is a test. It is only a test. It's not the American broadcast system. It is Carl and Crew <laughs> test. What's the test? Oh, it's no. a test. It's a big test. I'm nervous. I'm just curious. And this is... I've been doing a lot of these polls and stuff lately, like who's been listening since the first of November, all kinds of stuff. I know. But I am curious if someone is getting up this morning mm-hmm. and has never heard yet that we're doing 12 Days of Christmas and that to get your name drawn from the hat, you've got to put your name in and they've never heard it before. Okay. So, boom, crew, here's the deal. No, Allie, give them the deal. What's the skinny? Well, 12 Days of Christmas, we've done this every year for four or five years now where we have 12 gifts wrapped under our tree. And for 12 consecutive shows, we go under the tree and we unwrap a gift that is given to two winners. One comes from a, a call-in. We say give a call number. We say caller number, let's say 26, wins today. And that's our winner. And then an online winner from our pool of online names wins as well. But you have to actually enter in to win that portion by putting in an entry form, just one entry form. So we have had many, many, many of you submit an entry form. But so many. Maybe there's someone who has not heard yet. So I'm asking, so text the word Christmas to our number to get your name in, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But first text or after that, in a totally just separate text, say, I haven't heard this before. I'm just curious. Yeah. And here's what I, here's what's fun. We get to do some online metrics here. I mean, live. Yeah. yeah. To measure what's going on. Are people hearing us or not? And so if you've never heard about putting your name in the hat to get a, a, a gift from the tree, under the tree, the, it's nothing bad. It, you're not wrong, but we'd love to know. 312-274-9624. Okay. So text the word Christmas to 312-274-9624. But just curious about that one. I love I just that get, you just get curious about. Well, I do. I get curious about stuff. I mean, what's going on? <laughs> Random pieces of information. He does. I have not. Okay, we got one. 3670. I have not heard this before. Good. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, Yeah, we're getting a lot of. Feedback here. We just talked about that. Oh, somebody. We've responded to someone there. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> trying to read these texts live. This is nonsense. Oh, another. ninety fourteen. I haven't heard this before. Okay. This Damn. is good to know, guys. It's good to know. And then they texted Christmas. Great. Oh, another one. 8570. I've never heard this before. This is great. That it's is good to know. That's really good for us to know. This is super duper. Okay. So... Oh, and another one, 5550. Haven't heard this before. Huh. So it looks like Christmas has about almost 2,700 people who have responded and gotten that entry form. Here's another one, 8954. Haven't heard this before. So I know there's more than 2,700 people who listen. You so gotta, that means there are people who have not entered. Oh, yeah. You, you got to get first day I heard this. 1421. This is good to know. And this is tip of the iceberg because some guys, you know, have carpal tunnel and they can't put a thumb to a text message Lots machine. Lots of, I haven't heard this before. Okay. Oh, well, we don't want you to miss my. your chance because we just have three gifts left to open. Have you seen how many just came in? Yes. Yeah. Text Christmas, please, right now so that you don't miss out. Right? Text Christmas to 312-274-9624. Well, look at that. This is, this is, this is so Huh. Is this insightful? This is great. Very much so. Scratching my head, you're going, huh? Okay. Be sure to text Christmas to 312-274-9624. Get your name in. I hope we don't sound like a... Maybe we do need to do this uh, used car special 70s radio style. Take it away, Super Die. How do we get your name in the hat? <laughs> You can win, win, win prizes under the tree for you. Just text the word Christmas. That is Christmas. The number is 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. That word is Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Why is Super Die (laughs) so so scary good at that? Somebody yeah. tell me. She's you know done why? it before. She went to the Wolfman Jack School of Radio. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Hello. 
Super Die and Wolfman. That's right. Oh, pull up a Wolfman Jack clip. We got to get a Wolfman Jack clip. Oh, it's this is too funny. Can you give me some time? Yeah, I'll give you a nanosecond. (laughs) (laughs) Give you thirty seconds. Get a Wolfman. um... Get a Wolfman Jack clip. Are they outstanding or what? Oh yeah. And they were never. uh, There was no cussing or anything like that. There's not. Well, I've never heard him before. Double check. Is this true? Well, yeah, I'm sitting here lying to you on air. Well, hey, no, just to saying, the best man. of my understanding, the dude wasn't a cusser. <laughs> okay, not like you, anyway. He was wow, <laughs> wow. Well, oh, the on air laws were also different too. You know, that's you right. That's I think they had stiffer laws very, back in the day. Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yeah. He's working on it. I'm working on it. I got to go through. No, it takes some time. Yeah. Uh, we got a big, big day here coming today, don't we, guys? This is going to be a fun day. It's we're going to be a great day. Yeah, we're going to learn how in the world do you know your calling that God has placed on your life? We're going to be tackling that at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to I'm going to use the Heisman Trophy uh, award ceremony from a week ago Saturday. That is just a phenomenal metaphor for it, by the way. I mean, it is absolutely mirrors what you find in Scripture. So there's all kinds of metaphors out there for lots of things that we find in the Word of God to be true, and it's it's pretty cool. You want a tiny little Wolfman, Jack? Yeah, give me some Wolfman. All right, here's just a couple seconds of Wolfman. Oh, wait. <laughs> here's Wolfman. Wolfman, Jack, playing your country. Come on. <laughs> give me a little bit more. Wolfman Jack playing your country. That was Wolfman Jack. Was that really how he talked all the time? All the time? time? All the time. In fact, that's pretty mellow for Wolfman. Isn't that hard to listen to? Oh, no, it's beautiful. (laughs) I would have loved listening to that. Oh, no. I mean, come on. It's hard to speak like that. And before we're done today, we're going to get a longer portion of Wolfman because that's just a little sample. But he (laughs) is that great? That's hilarious. I like that. I've never heard Wolfman Jack before. So one more time. (laughs) Okay, one more time. Well, Fan Jack playing your country. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, I would love it if, That's Al, a voice. if Allie could go to the learning. The learning school of The Wolf learning Man school Jack. of Wolfman Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, can you give us a little Wolfman? No, she no, can't. No, I really can't. Oh, she can't. I really it. can't. I really Don't cannot. ask me ever. Oh, Wolfman Jack. That's right. Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for Allie Thinks It's Funny. <laughs> this is a segment we started a couple weeks ago. I tell uh, a couple jokes. It's okay if you don't laugh. I'm I think they're already. funny. I'm already. <laughs> okay, what is a reptile's favorite movie? Oh. A reptile's favorite movie. Well, there's just a the kid's movie named Leo just came out about a reptile, so is it that? It feels like there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you could go punny with yeah. this. Okay. Scales? I don't know. The Lizard of Oz. <laughs> the Lizard of That's Oz. That's pretty good. What? Super Die's not. It's not a real movie. Not really yeah. feeling it. I like that. <laughs> not a real movie. I like that. Well, this it one, doesn't have to be a real movie. <laughs> this one, you gotta really listen for it. This one... I'm going to laugh before I tell it because this one is quite possibly one of my favorites so far. But you got to really listen for it, okay? Oh, okay. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm ready. I'm what ready. do you do if your boyfriend, ladies, can't appreciate your fruit jokes? If you start dating a guy and he cannot appreciate your fruit jokes, what do you do? Go ahead, Allie. Let that mane go. Let oh, that- Maine? Wow. Oh. Man, go. Oh, my. Maine, go. Come on, guys. Let that <laughs> man go. go. Let that, let that, I thought you said Maine. Maine, Maine go. Let that man go. Maine, go. Well, I thought you said Maine. I didn't well, get it. Well, you have to kind of do the Let that man go. She did it right. <laughs> Maine. Maine, Maine is a way of, let uh, that of saying, go. what up, man? What up, Maine? Mango, mango. And now Maine go. Let that man go. very good. I'm sorry. I was slow it's to the like uptick on that really one. you got to really listen for I it. I know. I was listening for the mango. But mango, let that mango. <laughs> that's really a good one. Oh I like God, it. That's cl- Young Thunder. You don't appreciate that one? It's the growing on, on me. Oh, it's, like growing on it's growing on me. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. Oh, even better. Uh, 
little pun for you. If you want the jokes of the day, I think they're funny. Just text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. Play around with that second one. Maybe practice it a couple times so it comes out just right. (laughs) Jokes to 312-274-9624. Don't let me be. It's okay. It went above their heads. It did. It's totally fine. Super dynamic. I I thought it was so deep that I was digging too deep. No, (laughs) you just have to listen for the play on words. Come on. Jokes to 312-274-9624. Okay, coming up here. Listen, there are three elements of each person's calling. Three. Three key ones. And I'm going to break them down for you coming up right from the Word of God. And a Heisman Trophy weekend helps illustrate it beautifully. Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Thank you. Um, This is a dream come true. I want to first give thanks to God, you know, for all the glory. He's my rock, my savior. Um, He blessed me with the talents and ability to get here, all the special people here to develop these skills. Yeah, that was a great young man, Jaden Daniels. He is the Heisman Trophy winner for 2023, and what, what a kid. Let me tell you what he has in common with the other three nominees for the Heisman. If you look at Bo Nix, Marvin Harrison Jr., Michael Penix Jr., and Jaden Daniels, they all three had two things that I noticed on that night of the award ceremony, and I'm so glad God providentially had me watch that. Wow. All four had a present and active father. Big deal. We, we went on that a couple of days ago. We don't need to go into it too much right now, but that's a big deal. The impact of a dad in a, in a boy's life is monstrous. Absolutely. I've lived it. I would not have gotten from Anchorage, Alaska to Nome, Alaska without my dad. Yeah. There's just no way, Allie. I wouldn't have made it. Wouldn't have made it without my dad. All that he built into me and the words that he said at that start line. Poof. Okay, so listen, you, we, that was huge. The second thing that was huge is these guys all, just like Jaden, boldly proclaim their faith in Jesus. This isn't touchdown Jesus, like, oh, I can do all things and then go out and live something different. They are living lives, not perfectly, sure, but consistently with their claim that Jesus Christ is the Lord of their life. So I want to give you three elements of each person's calling, and you can check the box on these. When, when you hit on these three, you are going to be able to draft a mission statement for your life. I expand this more in the seven resolutions, but I give you enough of it now where you can figure it out. Number one, your calling will by nature stretch you, shape you, and grow you. So yes, your calling will be painful. I want to begin with that. A lot of people think that a calling of God is part and parcel of the absence of conflict. No, it's not. It actually walks you sometimes into more conflict. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 9? The Apostle Paul, I think it's verse 9. Yeah. Let me find this thing here. Yep. He says it right here. Verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 16. He's writing to Corinth. He says, I'm going to stay in Ephesus in, uh, until Pentecost. He's writing to him. He says, for a wide door for effective work has opened to me, comma, and there are many adversaries. Let me tell you something. You know, one of the things that confirmed Paul's calling on his life? Many adversaries? Yeah. It's like, I'm staying. Check that box. It's a hard box to let yourself check, but yeah. it's a good one. But it's a good one. Yeah. It's a great one. Why? Because... There is a, when you meet with God in this deep place, I'm going to be preaching on uh, chapter 10 of Joshua this weekend at 180 Chicago, and I can barely wait, can't wait for Sunday to roll around. When you meet with God in your Gilgal, that deep place, and you hear the voice of God calling you, you got to go, baby. No matter how tough it is, you got to go. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be painful. Your calling will be painful. Secondly, it will flow from your passion and gifting. Sometimes we second guess how God made us. Have you ever done that before? All the time. Yeah. (laughs) Good, Allie. I love this. All the time. You second guess how God made you. Yes. 
Do you know that when you were in your mama's womb, Psalm 139, he was knitting you together intricately when you were in your mom. Your little girl is being knit together by God right now. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And all the days that God has for her Mm -hmm. are ordained by God before Mm -hmm. there was one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that wonder, why'd you make me like this, God? Yeah. Why'd you make me a perfectionist? Why is that? Because we need you. Yeah. Why did you make me so sensitive? Why do I cry all the time? I I see something that gets me emotional. Why'd you make me like that? Because he knit you together that Mm -hmm. way, kiddo. Yeah. He did. And it's okay. It's great. Okay, so here's what I'd say. When you see this lethal combination of your passion that God has given you and your unique design, I could add it that way, your unique design combined with gifting, boom. What do I mean? Ephesians 3. When Jesus ascended, he took captives captive and he gave gifts to men. Now, you take a passion that God has placed in your heart combined with a gifting that God's given you. And my brother, my sister, I want to jump into the cab of your car, into your kitchen, into your workspace and tell you right now you have a calling on your life. And we need you. But what did the Apostle Paul say? The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. In other words, we need each other. There's not The calling is not for that 30% that you see leading. It's for the 100%. And we can no longer have 70% unemployment rate in the body of Christ. Yeah. We got to have everyone knowing their calling and getting going here. Absolutely. So it's going to be painful. It'll flow from your passion and gifting. And third thing, it will be affirmed by others. Let me give you a great, great biblical flyby of the New Testament that is so cool. You ready for this? John the Baptist affirmed Jesus' calling. How so? He, he spoke it. Yeah. He said, I'm not, there's one coming with, I'm not fit to wear and touch his sandals. Yeah, yeah. And then when he came, he affirmed him. He said, this is the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Second, Jesus affirmed Paul. Whoa. Not only when he called him, but it was spoken out for others to know this guy is hearing from God. Yeah. John the Baptist affirmed Jesus. Jesus affirmed Paul. Paul affirmed Timothy. It's one of the coolest things that you can see, this thread of affirmation all the way through the scriptures. So does that mean that it will be affirmed by most, or it will be affirmed by only the godly people in your life? I would say you will not know truly the confirmation of your calling until a godly person speaks into you and says, I see this in Mm. your life. Now, some of you say, well, I've never had that happen. Go find them. Go find a godly person. And you know what you say? Could you follow me around for a while? Interesting. Could you you watch what I do? Could you, could I meet with you and could you help me? Because this was my passion and this is what I think my spiritual gifts are. But the Apostle Paul looked at Timothy and he goes, this gift that you've been given, it was in your mom, it was in your grandmom, and you need to fan this thing to flame. You need to find a person that's going to do that in your life. Wow. <laughs> I get so excited about this stuff, I can barely stand it. Why? Because I, as a pastor, I long to see people with the jazz in their eyes of knowing their calling. And I think when, when a lot of times when we think of calling, we think of something out there that we're supposed to be doing like some project, yeah. some platform. Maybe I should write a book. Maybe that's my calling. Book is not a calling. A, a book is not a calling. It, it might be something you do with your calling, but Paul didn't know that he was going to be writing to Corinth and, and then going to be visiting Corinth, and he didn't know he was going to stay on in Ephesus. His, his calling was a gospel to the Gentiles, And he was absolutely certain about how this thing was going to go down. I mean, sometimes I think, especially when I was a new Christian, that a calling was simply for a missionary or for a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go somewhere, like across seas, like far away. That was a calling. Absolutely. Not across your street, but across the globe. Yeah. 
That's the that message my, that yeah. we've sent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the stories that we often feature. My friend, you got a calling today. You're going into work. You're going dropping off your kids at school. You're, I don't care where you're going, what you're doing. It would be awesome today to begin. You know what I would say to you? 2024, don't go into that year without beginning to plumb the depths of your calling. Why, Allie? Because we, as Christ followers, we want to live life with purpose. And a lot of times, without a sense of calling, you can be living day to day, but in a purposeless, aimless sort of way. So spot on. Allie, when you know your calling, you read your Bible with fresh eyes. Sure, sure. When you know your calling, you pray with an animated voice. When you know your calling, you walk into a room with a sense of, this is who I am. This is who God's called me. This might dictate I'm quiet in this meeting, or it might dictate I speak up in this meeting. But calling clarifies everything. And by the way, you quit shooting at everything and hit nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really thinking about this. And someone just text, please showcast this one. I so need to hear the rest of this. I think... Uh, A lot of times you can get to a place where you've been doing the Christian life for a long time and you feel like you're doing the right things, but you're like, what am I, what am I supposed to be like doing with all this? I'm listening to radio. I'm listening to podcasts. feel like I'm getting good stuff, but like now what? Just fill up to sit down? Great rhetorical question because you know the answer to that. Of course not. Of course not. But I, I feel that with you if you're feeling that this morning of like, man, I yeah, I'm I'm, I'm feel like I'm doing the right things, but I don't have a lot of purpose for it. And and sometimes it just lacks that clarity. Yeah. Just that oh, it's like, whoa, okay, this is why I'm here. <laughs> this is this is why I'm here. Yeah. Even in relationships and how you deal with them. Oh. Your reaction. Listen, you know how I interact with my adult kids? You know how I interact with you guys? You know how I interact in life? By the way, I am to- I am Carl off the mic and on the mic. You- yes. Is that fair? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's truth. <laughs> but you know what? I am absolutely certain. You know why I exist? I exist to inspire a spiritual revolution within the church that reaches the world. I don't take a job. I don't take a speaking gig. I don't go do a Devo that isn't linked to that explicitly. I know my calling. Yeah. And you can too. What a fun thing, huh? Man, that's good. I'm going to try to get those three. No, you're going to be asking for them. We'll get those uh, posted for you so you can look at those again, those, those three things to look for in a calling. We'll put it in our showcast too. Better believe it. How do we describe this? What's the best way to describe this, especially after our meeting yesterday? Come on, help me, Allie. <laughs> yeah, our, we had our, a meeting yesterday. Our showcast just takes the best elements of what happens in a four-hour show, condenses it down to a, a, a listenable chunk, 45 minutes to an hour. And a lot of times, yeah, those those hot-button kind of things that come up, we'll put that right at the front. So just text the word show if you want to hear this again or anything else that we've had this week. Just text show to 312-274-9624. You say, well, what's I got to do to he- with Heisman. I'll give you that because it fits hand in glove straight ahead. Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, a lot of interest for this, and that's great. We'll put this in the showcast for sure, but there are three key elements of each person's calling. And when you can check these three simple boxes, Katie barred the door. I'm going to give them to you again, and then I'm going to explain how I saw this on the Heisman Trophy evening just uh, last Saturday night. So cool. So cool. Because you'll find this metaphor then everywhere. You'll see it everywhere when you start looking for it. Your calling will, by nature, stretch you, shape you, and grow you. So, yes, your calling will be painful. It will be. If you're looking for easy street, you ain't going to find your calling there. It's, it's just not going to be there. First Corinthians 
chapter 16, verse 8 and 9. Paul knew that he was in his wheelhouse of his calling when he wrote to the Corinthian church and said, I'm going to stay on here in Ephesus until Pentecost because there's a great door for effective work that is open for me, and there are many adversaries. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, and you'd think it'd be like, I really wanted to stay here, but there's a lot of adversaries. I'm out. Or I want, I'm going to stay here because it's smooth sailing and ain't nothing, but um, I mean, it's like, it's like gospel three pointers, baby. We got no one. We got wide open jump shots here in Ephesus. No, there were many adversaries. Your calling will be resisted and it will hurt at times. Straight up. Secondly, it's going to flow from your passion and gifting. We'll have this fleshed out a little bit more in the showcast, but simply put, God gives you gifts. This is in Ephesians 4, verse 8. When he ascended, he took captives captive and gave gifts to men. And then it goes on to explain apostles, teachers, evangelists. And he says, I gave you these gifts for the equipping of the saints to do work of ministry. It wasn't just for them to do it. It was to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. Right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, this could be so fired up. I can barely stand it. And the p passion flows out of this. God made you the way he made you. You were saying, Ali, you're right on. Some people are sensitive. Some people are perfectionists. Some people can't stand the fact that they're perfectionists. They feel like, in fact, I've known people that have taken the DISC profile, which is a great profile. It shows oftentimes God's unique design on your life. And they go, oh, great. I got the perfectionist category for me. Mm -hmm. Great. The one that nobody wants. No, I need you. We need you in our life. You people that have an eye for details and you want things done right, no, that's not a curse. That's a blessing. Every person's unique design. Absolutely. You were knit together in your mama's womb before one day came into being, but they were all ordained for you. Yeah. Sometimes we think, oh, well, if I become redeemed by God and I've got a calling, it's going to totally change who I am. No, it will supercharge who you are. Yeah. That's right. God made you with that intent. He's yes. not looking to, to shake things up in that way. He wants to grow you, and the, the things about you will be grown and refined in a beautiful way. Big time. But to become more like him. I, and I love that because, sure, as some of my personality quirks, uh, sometimes I can get myself a little frustrated with. But we need him, Jonathan. But we do need him. Your ability to recall stuff. I am such a forward-moving guy. Mm. The rear view mirror to me yeah. doesn't matter two hoots. Yeah, sure. But, but you know guess what? what? If I don't have rear view mirror guys in my life, yeah. I forget stuff. We all need each other, and the rear view mirror guys need the guys who are moving forward and looking ahead because this is the cool thing that God shares these attributes. We're made in his image, which means that he's a look forward guy. He's a rear view mirror yeah, guy. Yeah, he's all of it. He has the same attributes that we have, yeah. and, and it's cool that when we come together, we make the whole body of Christ. My, I married a perfect gal for me. Does she drive me nuts and I drive her nuts? Oh, you betcha. Because <laughs> we're very different. She's yeah. a historian. Mm. She remembers stuff from the past that sometimes I'm like, oh, <laughs> can we please forget that? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. Sure. Let's just break it down. Yeah. But I need my historian bride. Yeah, it's good. My wife, she wants stories told, told accurately. Mm. So good for a type A preacher. Sure, yeah. Oh, let me tell you, so good. So here's the third thing. It's going to be affirmed by others. How do we see this in Scripture? Over and over again, Moses to Joshua. We see it, John the Baptist to Jesus, Jesus to Paul, Paul to Timothy. Find a godly person in your life and ask him, what do you see in me? Mm. So what if I feel like I'm called to do something and it doesn't necessarily seem to be affirmed. I would take the time to get in a community where you've got godly people around you, where you're gonna, where you're going to press yourself into someone. And I don't mm -hmm. think it takes a long time. Press yourself into someone to the point where you can begin to glean from them. Could you show me this is what I'm thinking? This is what I feel. Yeah. Could you help give me some guidance? We have to be able to do that. And if if it's a no. 
If it's a no, you got to have the courage to say it's a no. I mean, I've had a lot of people come up to me saying, you know, I, I, you know, I, I want to do this. I had a guy come up to me one time and I, he said, you know, I, I just want to be a teacher of the word. And I said, bro, you got a way stronger gift of helps than you do of teaching. And I love you enough to tell you that. He came back to me about five years later and said, thank you for keeping me from bunny trailing for about the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I think I'm glad you said that because I think in particular where we can be led astray is being drawn towards more public expression of, of gifts and feeling like we're called to do certain things and being fixated on that thing. And, and trying to get it affirmed, whether it's I, I really feel called to teach and nobody's giving me the opportunity. I really feel called to uh, to do music and nobody's giving me that opportunity. I think we I think there's a special word of caution when it's feeling drawn to public expressions of gifting, because it, 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 is that absolutely possible? Yes. But I think a lot of times that call comes with more with pain than it does with, oh, I'm so longing to be a teacher. Hey, hold on, time out. You just said something profound. That's the best warning I've ever heard for this kind of stuff, and I can testify to it. Don't aspire to anything visible unless you're ready for the fire that comes along with it. Yeah. Doesn't Paul even say that? Yes. It's going to be harder on those who are up in front. Yeah, and here's the – I don't know the address on that. I've got yeah. a couple of them going through my heart. I'll try sure. to get it. But yeah. here's here's the key, guys. We have so long championed calling as a visible thing. Sometimes yes. you think that's the only thing. Yes. And it ain't. And so what I have found most often to be true is that if you do have a teaching gift or a gift of leadership, that I really believe that God – will open those doors for you. And they may look different than what you imagine. And they may not be up front. Most they may lead, not most be up lead, front. Most leaders aren't preaching on Sunday. Very true. Most Bible te- most people with the gift of teaching aren't teaching on Sunday. You know why? Last time I looked, and by the way, are there just one or two people gifted to teach in a church? No. Oh, heavens no. <laughs> and the cool Coming up, let me tell you about the coolest thing happened over the weekend. It has to do with calling. And somebody's seeing something in me, they, they weren't even a believer. And it was such a cool affirmation okay, for me. Okay, we're going to get into that. Also, I promise to get to Heisman because oh, yeah. this is a metaphor we got to get after here. Yeah. Okay? It's all coming up. Boy, we're having some fun today. We're talking calling. Do you know your calling? We'll recap these three and we'll get into the deeper weeds here. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carlin Crew Mornings. Recap and take it away, Allie. Yeah, we've been talking about calling this morning and, and how there's three things. Give the Quickly, give those three things that to look for in every calling. By nature, it's going to stretch you, shape you, and grow you, so it's going to be painful. There's no way around it. There's going to be pain points big time. When you use your calling, it will be painful at times, no question. Second, it's going to flow from your passion and your gifting. God knit you together in your mother's womb. you got a unique design. I don't care if you're a perfectionist. I don't care if you're... Uh, a word came into my mind that I hadn't used in years. I don't care if you're a spaz. hadn't used that word forever. No, I mean, God made spazzes. Yeah. I'm probably borderline spaz. <laughs> so yeah, I don't care what, I don't care what kind of personality God gave you when sure. you were knit together in your mama's womb. He did that. Yeah. Okay. Don't denigrate how God made you. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a perfectionist, don't do that to yourself. The other thing is Ephesians 4, 8. When he ascended, he took captives captive and gave gifts to men, spiritual gifts. You put those two together, it supercharges your calling. And the third thing is, you'll know it because it'll be affirmed by others. Moses to Joshua. John the Baptist to Jesus. Jesus to Paul. Paul to Timothy. What do you see? Over and over again, you see these handoffs in affirmations of giftings over and over and over again. It's everywhere in Scripture. Yes, I was traveling this weekend with my daughter's basketball team, and I ended up sharing a rental car the whole weekend with a a young woman who was the sister of one of the the girls on the team. She was probably about 15 years younger than me. 
uh, very different background. And but we just spent the whole weekend driving to and from games, you know, 30 minutes here and 30 minutes there trying to navigate D.C. and not get lost. And we had a great time. We talked about all kind of stuff, what we like to do, what we're interested in, just the, just good combo. The conversation that you do to fill the time with somebody that you don't know very well, but you find yourself thrust together. And <laughs> here we are. So by the end of the weekend, you know, we built this little this little bond because we'd kind of navigated this wild weekend together. And so we she texted me after the trip and, you know, thanked me for kind of being the driver for the weekend. And she said something that was so sweet. And I don't I didn't get the sense that she was a believer, but we played worship music, talked a little bit about faith and and she said, you know, she had enjoyed the time. And she said, you know, you should consider mentorship. And it was just a passing little comment that I was so blessed so by. So affirming. It was so affirming because that is part of what I feel called to do in this season of life. I feel like I'm going from, you know, where it talks about the older women. Yeah. Investing, in, investing in the younger women. Well, for years, I was the younger woman. And now I'm, I feel like I feel like I'm crossing over. And this is something that I feel like the Lord is confirming that I'm now entering a season where it's time for me to start pouring into younger women. And can I affirm you? What? God has given you the ability to speak boldly, even tough stuff. I believe that. And a mentor has to do that. And so to have this younger woman in her 20s, who I don't even know is a, if she's a believer, say, hey, you should consider mentorship based on the time that we spent over a weekend in D.C. at a what, basketball what tournament. Affirmation. It was a really cool affirmation of calling. <sighs> so the Heisman Award was last Saturday. What I see with these four guys, four young men, something in common that fits with calling to a T. When I saw this, I'm like, oh, there it is right there. Talk about it coming up. Giving hope directly from the source. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, Heisman Trophy Award was given out last Saturday evening. I'm so blessed by God, and God providentially allowed me to see this. Again, my bride used, she goes, Bub, this is what's on here. I'm like, well, let's watch this. And she loves sports stories where they're human interest, you know? Oh, we have that in common. Oh, yeah. You and Jubes love to plop down. She's... This is why she likes actually uh, the Super Bowl as opposed to other games because they do so much backstory. Yes, it's all story right? building. Yeah. Like, give me, give me a musical montage of your childhood photos and what you had to overcome <laughs> ah, to get there. Sally, and right. I am for you. <laughs> oh yeah, you and my bride need to sit down on a on a lounger and just go. Isn't this awesome? That's great. So we've been talking about calling today. I'm not going to retrace all of our tracks. You're going to have to get it in the showcast, and I hope you do. Just text the word show to our number here and please get it. Can we load this at the front end? Yeah, of course. We'll load it. How to, how to determine God's calling on your life. Text show to 312-274-9624. But let me give a metaphor here that's so clear and so powerful. So I'm watching these young men and I'm blown away by a few things. They all had dads. No surprise, right? No. When you put a dad in a kid's life, Things happen. Absolutely. Positive things, or they can be very hurtful things. Sure. So they had present dads. They were, number two, all genuine disciples. As far as I can tell, you don't get up there and claim the lordship of Jesus Christ and praise him for the gifting and talents that you've been given. So you put them all together, and this is what I learned. So here's the three steps of what I saw with these guys. Did they have... Times in their growing up where it was painful and it stretched them and it shaped them. Are you kidding me? You can't believe these stories. A lot of these guys had transferred, broken legs, ACLs blown out, setbacks galore, called too skinny. The Heisman Trophy winner was called too skinny and said you'll never be a quarterback. Wow. Okay? But, but, it was painful. But number two. He had passion and gifting, and it boiled in his soul. All four of these young men were able to say, I knew from a little guy, this is what I wanted to do. I'm going. Third thing, affirmation. 
every one of these kids had wiser, older people speaking words of affirmation into their life. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to tell you what it did for them. Do you know what knowing their calling, both the pain that was going to come along with it, the gifting, the unique design on their life, and the affirmation, you know what it did? You know what it's done? It's become noise-canceling headphones for all the detractors that are out there. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you know your calling, it's like noise-canceling headphones as you're walking through life. It's good. Yeah. It becomes background noise. You can't. It's muffled. Because if you take your calling, and you look for the applause of man, or you measure how you're going to use your calling based on the booze of man, let me just tell you right now what these young men taught me, these young men. You can throw for four touchdowns today, walk off the field as a hero. You can throw three picks next week, and everybody will call you a zero. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I think about... There was a, a clip kind of along the same vein of this uh, of Justin Fields, the quarterback for the Bears. Uh, the, just this last week before the Sunday game, they said, hey, your team's probably got the first pick in the draft. What do you think they're going to do with it? Do you Gosh. think it's right for them to move on? From By the you? way, stop there. That yeah. makes me mad that, that they asked, asked that, question. that question. Yeah, what a horrible thing. Well, that pass. ticks me off. Yeah, it's a bad question. But he answered great. He said, you know what? Whether they move on from me or whether they don't, he said, my happiness and my faith is in God. I trust in him. I don't trust in football. There's nothing like calling. There is nothing like calling. Find it. Plant yourself on it. It's noise-canceling headphones. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We often say no one is beyond reach. And I think most people that knew my life before I was in Christ go, man, I'm glad no one's beyond reach because <laughs> God reached <laughs> Carl. And there's a lot of truth to that. But Absolutely. then there's other figures that we look at in history or even maybe neighbors or friends or family members. And we go, ah, come on, man. Is God really going to reach them? And then sometimes you stumble on these stories that makes you go, oh, my goodness. The tomb is empty. Our God is alive in a big way. It's cool, isn't it, Allie? It really is. So what about the pilot who led the attack on Pearl Harbor? This was a story that was unknown to most until it was stumbled upon by our guest, T. Martin Bennett. Give us the backstory of how you even found this little historical gem, yeah, a transformation gem. story that had never really been told widely. So I've always loved true stories. And I, as a kid, even I read biographies and I loved true stories that were movies. I had written a feature-length screenplay on another true story. And when I came across this, it was a used book from a defunct publisher about this guy, Fuchida, who led the attack on Pearl Harbor. And I, I had very low expectations. But as I started studying his life and researching, the deeper I got, the crazier the story became. I thought this would make a phenomenal uh, feature film. So I really felt the Lord wanted me to do that, rolled up my sleeves, spent three years on research. And the story of Wounded Tiger actually has three plot lines. Fuchida, who is driven by his own selfish ambition and national ambition that turned to be a catastrophe for the United States and Pearl Harbor and for the nation. Then there's Jake DeShazer, who wanted revenge against the Japanese, but he becomes a prisoner of war, and he's living in just the darkest hellhole as a prisoner of war. And then there's the Covell family, who are teachers and missionaries in Japan. They fled Japan to the Philippines, seek safety, then they sent their kids to the United States. So these three stories have nothing to do with each other, and then they come together in a way that's really absolutely mind-boggling, and that's really the fun of the story. It really is a hopeful, inspiring story, but it's so impossible. If it were fiction, it just wouldn't work because it's just too far out. <laughs> Our guest, T. Martin Bennett, has written a book. It's called Wounded Tiger, the inspiring true story of the pilot who led the Pearl Harbor attack, whose life was changed by an American prisoner and by a girl he never met. That's kind of the summation of it. But boy, you went to great lengths to dive into the lives of these characters to tell this story accurately. How much work went into this? 
oh man, thousands of hours. But I remember seeing an author who had written 100 books and I looked up his books on Amazon and they were not selling. I thought, wouldn't it be better to have just one book that, that's really, really, <laughs> really good? So I've spent literally 18 years on this project, 18 years. I've had four offers to do the film and I turned them down because they were secular and they wanted me to give up full creative control, which was a deal breaker. I have to be in a position where I can protect the integrity of the yes. story. So all this time, I just keep refining information and getting new information. Even in this edition, there's lots of new information. Some, Many of the photos and images have never been seen before and were very difficult to get a hold of. So getting back to your story, Fujita was probably the most unlikely character in all the Pacific War to embrace the God of his enemies. He was not seeking God at all, zero. What got his curiosity and attention was Peggy Covell, the daughter of the Covell family in upstate New York. She went out of her way to love the Japanese prisoners of war who were at a hospital in Utah. This came back to Pachita, and he thought, why would you love your enemies? Why would you do that? We kill our enemies. We destroy our enemies. Why would you love your enemies? And then he asked this question, where does this love come from? And that was a really good question, and it led him to a really good place. Okay, so tell us more about Pachita. What was his role exactly, and to what degree... How much hatred did he have for us, his enemy? Well, you'll see in the story Wounded Tiger that it goes back to 1919 after uh, World War I. There was the League of Nations. I think 27 nations got together, and it was the precursor of the United Nations. And the Japanese contingent, they put forth what's called the racial equality proposal, that all races are equal. And uh, it was voted down because some of the members said, no, no, there's superior races and inferior races, and the Japanese are inferior. So this infuriated the Japanese, and this was fomented even further when uh, Fuchida came to the United States. He was visiting in 1922, I believe, and he had Japanese nationals telling him how they were treated, the yellow peril, their prejudice, they couldn't testify in court. And this just added more fuel to the fire of why are the Americans so evil toward the Japanese people. So when he bombed Pearl Harbor, he said it was like the greatest day of his life. So I don't justify what he did in any way, shape, or form. But when you get inside yeah, his head, you understand why he did it and what drove him to do it. So what's the meaning behind the title, The Wounded Tiger? So you probably have heard of a movie called Tora, Tora, Tora. That was yes. the, the true story of the attack. And Tora, Tora, Tora was the message back to the fleet that they had achieved complete surprise. Tora, Tora, Tora is tiger, tiger, tiger. Fujita was born in the year of a tiger. And a tiger, seen him at the zoo, they're gorgeous, powerful creatures. But a wounded tiger can never reach his potential. And that is Fujita's story. He had great potential to do great things, but it all came to less than nothing and a catastrophic failure in the war. But then you start seeing supernatural things happening and he starts to becoming restored of what he's really called to do. And he becomes that triumphant conquering tiger. So wounded tiger represents Fujita, but in a broader sense, it really is everyone's story. We're all wounded by bad choices we've made or things that other people have done to us that could be even crippling. The world will say, hey, this person will never be right. Their life is ruined. Right. Well, God says, no, that's not true. And when you see Fuchita's life and DeShazer's life, Peggy Covell's life, you think, wow, if God can help them in these crazy, terrible circumstances, he can help me. So it's really a story of hope. And that's what I want people to get out of the story. No matter who you are or where you are, God is there. He has a great plan forward. So Martin Mitsuo Fuchita, this guy that's filled with hatred, was ultimately radically transformed by the power of Christ. I want to go from that kamikaze mindset into how in the world did he survive this thing, and then how in the world did God call him out of darkness. That story coming up straight ahead. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Mitsuo Fuchida, part of the Japanese Air Force. Is that right, Martin? It was the Imperial Japanese Navy, and he flew planes in the Imperial Japanese Navy. They didn't have an Air Force, per se, at that time. Were they all kamikazes, or were some designated and no, no, no. not kamikazes? Kamikaze came at the end of the war because they simply wanted to uh, inflict as many casualties on Americans as possible. So the American public sentiments would say, hey, we don't want any more Americans dying. Let's just call it even here. And they wanted to have a truce. That would be favorable to Japan. Well, of course, it didn't work. We're not going for that. We wanted unconditional surrender, which is a great biblical principle. When you come to God, it's unconditional yeah, surrender. Right on. You don't negotiate with God, and the Americans wouldn't negotiate with the Japanese. One of the strongest parts of the story is seeing Fuchida's perspective shift and him coming to know Christ. Tell us about that. 
Well, he was not a religious guy. He he was a nominal Buddhist, nominal Shinto, and he wasn't really interested in religion. All these guys were ready to die for the country and for their emperor. But when he heard about this lady, Peggy Covell, and he also heard Jake DeShazer's story, who was, in his own words, crazy with hatred toward the Japanese, how his life changed and how Peggy went out of her way to love her enemies. He thought, why would you do that? And he started seeking the truth about the matter. And ultimately, he bought a Bible and he knew absolutely nothing about the Bible, which is really kind of a crazy thought. I can barely identify with that. So he had a New Testament. He started reading and he had questions. And I remember when I was studying the story. He had questions that, as far as I'm concerned, it was impossible to get the answer for because the people involved were dead. They were dead. You can't get that answer. He's reading the Bible. He comes to this one section, and he feels like the Lord speaks to him what the answer to his question was. And when I read that, I thought, wow, that is the answer. And that's where he gave his life to God, and it transformed his life. So when you say transformed, you've done so much backstory on this guy, so much research. How changed was he? Well, after the war, his best friend, Genda, became one of the leaders of the Japan Self-Defense Force. And he could have been a leader there as well and made a lot of money and had a career. But instead, he lived essentially in poverty, telling his story around the world for years and years. Across the United States, he would testify three, four, five times a day. He, He traveled all throughout Europe, and he just told the story of what God had done for him. It's quite amazing. So 18 years, Martin, you spent gathering information, researching, learning about the lives of these people. How have these stories of faith impacted your own? Well, they set the bar really high. So Peggy Covell really was the fulcrum of change in Fuchida's life. And I can't give away exactly what she did, but I've had many people tell me when they finished the book, they were just picking up the Kleenex off the floor. Even the guy told me that. I mean, it's powerful. But how it affected me was she was a very private person, introvert, librarian, and simple acts done in genuine, authentic love can have monumental impacts on the lives of others and on the planet. If it weren't for what Peggy Covell did, we would not be having this conversation right now. She's a very private person, and she just volunteered to love her enemies, and it's phenomenal what happened there, and we're talking about it still today. How long did Fuchita live, and how did his life end? He lived until 1976. He died of diabetes. I'm not sure what his age was, but he was actually older when it came to the Pearl Harbor attack. He was older than most of the pilots. Most of them were in their 20s. He was in his 30s, but he was so experienced, and he was so good, Yamamoto had picked him for that attack. But he's the most unlikely person to embrace the God of his enemies. And seeing this happen is just phenomenal. Even though it's a 600-page book, has over 300 photos and images, letters and everything else, I've had many people tell me they read the book in a single sitting because they just want to know what happened next. So he's a direct report to Yamamoto? Correct. Yeah, he was handpicked by him for that. He was also handpicked to lead the Midway attack. He was on the deck of USS Missouri when there was the Japan surrender ceremonies. He was also in Hiroshima the day before they dropped the bomb. He gets a phone call. He leaves, goes to another air base. Oh, my word. His hotel was incinerated. He comes back the next day, walks around through radioactive rubble for three days. No harm. But the people on his party, almost all of them were dying for radiation sickness. And it started to make him think, why am I not dead? What is happening? This is now you've got me on a cliffhanger here. Boom crew, you're listening to this going. Does this happen? It does. Yes. It happens. Incredible story. I I got one more quick question. Why do people not know this story? I'm a history nut. How did this get lost? You know, I don't really know the answer to that story. I don't really know. But it is certainly one of the greatest stories of World War II, if not the greatest story of World War II. I've had many people tell me it was the best book they'd ever read in their life. Dozens of people tell me that. Am I saying I'm the greatest writer on the internet? No, I'm not. This is a story really written by the hand of God. I've had people who are not religious in any way, shape, or form tell me, with tears rolling down their cheeks, unbelievable story. When's the movie coming out? I mean, it is a compelling, true story. And I don't know why the world doesn't know about it. But, of course, it's my mission to let the world know about it (laughs) and let it be a catalyst for hope for many, many people. The book is called Wounded Tiger, written by our guest T. Martin Bennett. You can find out more at WoundedTiger.com, WoundedTiger.com. Yeah, I'm going to spike that again. WoundedTiger.com, WoundedTiger.com. Martin, I don't usually ask this, but would you possibly send me a signed copy? I have never asked that on air absolutely. in eight years of radio, but no, I'm asking no, for it. Absolutely. I'll send two out, one to you and one to Allie. Wow. T. Martin Bennett, everybody. Get a copy. Again, 
WoundedTiger.com. WoundedTiger.com. What a great Christmas gift. Man, this is Yeah, and you can epic. read the first chapters free on WoundedTiger.com. Oh, so don't take better. my word for it. Read it yourself and see what you think. Yeah, then you're hooked for sure. You're not only going to be hooked, you're going to be bled. I can't wait till I read mine. I'm excited about this too. I can't wait. It's one of those, I can't wait. It's like a Christmas read. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is my Christmas read. <laughs> I'm going to go, now it is 600 pages. So it might be Christmas and New Year's read. It could be, but it's going to be good. Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for Allie Thinks It's Funny. Why do I laugh even just thinking about this? The intro makes me laugh. I know. You laugh more at the intro than you do at my jokes. No, no. I'm that a little one, offended. The, that one was so good. Hmm. I just was late getting it. Yeah. First up. Okay. It felt like winter theme. There's a winter theme going on with sure. this well, set of jokes. Feels appropriate. Close to Christmas. Right. What did the tree say after a long, cold winter? What did the tree say when spring emerged after a long, cold winter? Leave me alone? Yeah. Oh, close. What a relief. <laughs> relief. Oh. Relief. What a relief. Okay, Carl got it. That was good. That is good. Carl got it. Okay, a little pun. Another pun for you. What's the weatherman's favorite food in the wintertime? A weatherman, Tom Skilling, food. favorite food no in cones. the winter. I don't know. Burritos. <laughs> Burritos. <laughs> Say that again, Ellie. Are you, are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Burritos. My favorite I'm was playing around with no. it. It was not the you joke. It was that she went burritos. Playing around with it. Do you go burritos? Burrito? I don't know. That one. Just second one? No, yeah, the second I like one. The that one was funniest one. to me. You like oh. all of the, the hand gestures oh, yeah. and the wild body so, moves? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny. Oh, I think it's funny. Presentation. Oh. That's but, true. Yeah, what, let me give you a little joke telling advice from someone who's terrible at telling jokes. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Give the the voices and the 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 gestures. Just go for it. You're they'll more likely back. to get a laugh even if they don't think the joke even is funny. They don't, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. At least they'll be laughing with you, uh, not at you. Mm. If Maybe you both. Would, if you would like a copy of these jokes and many more. Oh no. Just these two. Just oh, just these, these two. two. Yeah, we give out Sorry the two at a time. We give you the two. Text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. Try them out on your coworkers, your kids. Text jokes to 312-274-9624. We got to close it out. That's it for the Wolfman Jack Show for tonight. Be back again tomorrow night. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Gonna suck it to you tomorrow, baby. <laughs> Yeah. I move your picture. This is how he signed I off. I move your picture. From my wall. From my wall. <laughs> and I replace them. Both large and small. Both large and small. <laughs> so Two sound recall, baby. Yeah, baby. And each new day. Each new day. <laughs> so, so wild. Find me so rude. He does this for three minutes. Nothing. Keep it going, man. It's so good. Takes the place of you. Just remember, nothing takes the place of you. <laughs> I read your letter. I read your letter. One by one. One by one. And I still love you. I just want you to know, baby, I still love you. <laughs> when it's all said and done. <laughs> Nothing. Because nothing. Nothing. Oh, nothing. Takes the place of you. That's Wolfman Jack. Classic. The hilarious man. thing is like, <laughs> I wonder if he grew up in a church where somebody led a song that way because it's very. Oh, that's super it has gospel. Has a very gospel choir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Feel to it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> with, with a white boy from Mexico, man. It's very. Uh, Wolfman Jack. Very interesting. So good. He looks like, if you see a picture of Wolfman, he looks like he rides with the Hells Angels. Oh, a biker. Oh, I mean, totally. Yeah, I mean, look. total. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. oh, dude. Give that one little singer where he goes a little wild. You still got that no, one? No, I don't have that one in front of me anymore.
He gets he gets crazy. He gets crazy. <laughs> so he just was a popular oh radio DJ. Yeah. Well, well get... he also hosted the Midnight Special. Oh yeah, yeah, that was oh great. oh Midnight Special. We should the get midnight that sound by yeah. Get the... <laughs> Can't get that out. <laughs> yeah, get Midnight Special loaded up here, Young Thunder. It's it's great. Midnight Special, Wolfman what? Jack. What what what? Midnight Special. Well, well, so give the lowdown on Wolfman Jack really quick here. Super die. I mean, very, very popular DJ, especially back yeah in the day. I mean, he was heard throughout throughout the United States. His vocals obviously threw him really in the forefront of a lot of people just listening to it. But just his style and his brand. But that's how he talked all the time. Yeah. Oh, that you was know? his. That's that how was that's his. Him. Yeah. And so many really followed him, thinking because he was so popular for a good decade after that. Everybody thought like that was a good DJ. That's how you. Yeah, talked. that's how you talk, and so it went so that he, way. Yeah, he led the way. You, That's bad bird. This is the midnight special. Yeah. Here we go. And Turn it guess up. Who wrote a song <laughs> called "Clap for the Wolfman"? <laughs> I tell you, it's just crank it up. Warm the cockles of the old Wolfman heart. And it's gonna be on their new album too, man. So not to be outdone here, we've got with us today. We have with us today the successor to Wolfman Jack. We have Wolf Woman Die. And she's going to tell you how to get your name in the hat for 12 Days of Christmas. We want you to win. Win, win. Got to get your name in the hat, cat. That's right. We got the one, not the two, not the three. It is the 12 Days of Christmas. Because we, yeah. We love you, Boom Crew. Get your name in the hat to win. That's to win, win, win. Text Christmas. That is Christmas. The number 312-274-9624. Get it down. 312-274-9624. Okay. Get your hat. Get your name, name in the, the hat, Jack. Yes. I got that. That was so good. Wolf Woman Die coming at you through the static. Are you related to Wolfman Jack? Somehow. <laughs> Second cousin once Spiritual removed. Successor. So buzz off. Far removed. Far. 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 Removed. Far. Oh, midnight special. Shout <laughs> of that on me. I didn't know that was how I thought that was a voice that he was doing. No, that's apparently how he actually talked. Did he intentionally kind of make himself look wolf-like, or was that just... I think that's just how he looked. I think, he, that's, I think he got the looked. nickname because that's how he looked. He looked, and then with he his voice being gravelly, like yeah. sort of like that wa- like wild hair and yeah, wild-eyed sort of look. Exactly, with his voice. He just, yeah, just got uh, tagged. Too much Wolfman fun. Jack. Too much his fun. name was Robert. <laughs> his actual name was he just Robert. Ruined his persona. No. Robert. Robert Smith. Robert oh, Smith. no, he wasn't. Yes, Robert mm-hmm. Weston Smith, known as Wolfman Jack. Well, I guess Wolfman Robert His name doesn't... wasn't even Jack. Just Robert. Robbie. Bob. Wow. wow. <laughs> it's like you just you just Wizard of Oz us. Don't look at sorry. the man behind the curtain. Don't look at the Robert behind the <laughs> no, curtain. Sorry. I got to do my Wikipedia oh, research. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the craziest carpool in Chicagoland. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, guess what? We're here at Facebook Live. By the way, if you ever want to follow us on Facebook, go to Carl and Crew, Carl with a K. We'd love to have you follow along. But we've got a real party going on in here, and we've got a couple of winners, Allie. We do. Let's introduce our first winner. Oh, this might actually be a first. We've got uh, two dudes as winners today. Two dudes! That's right. John from Chicago is our call-in hey, winner. John. Good morning, John. Congrats. Good, mo- good morning. Thank you. <laughs> Are you pumped up, John? Oh, I'm so excited. I don't want to go to work today. I'm so excited. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> don't go to work, John. It's okay. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard uh, Young Thunder call the hogs on here? I, I have. It's very good. <laughs> give, I want you to give us one, John. Give us a woo pig Christmas. Woo pig Christmas. Woo! 
He's good. These guys are good. Way I can to, tell when they're way good Way to be a good sport, John, Thank from you, John. Chicago. John Kens is going under the tree today to pick out a gift. Kens, do you want to give any uh, any options for him? Absolutely. John, are you, would you want a large size present or a medium size present? <laughs> That's all we got is large and medium. <laughs> Uh, we'll go. We'll go medium. We'll okay, go medium. Medium. Okay. medium size present for John and drumroll, please. Daniel from Scottsdale. Woo! Scottsdale, is, as in Arizona. Yes, as in Arizona. Yes, your wow. online winner. You could win from anywhere. Daniel from Scottsdale and John By from the Chicago. Way, are I need to say gift. something before Ken's goes Which any is further here. Eight. Yeah, number we before eight. we go any further though. I call her Mac Attack. Yeah. You don't see her all the time, and you don't hear her all the time. This but is true. boy, is she doing an amazing yes. Yes. job in promotions. Yes. yes. We love you, Ken. Yeah, thanks, Mac Ken. Attack. Yes, Helping with social media. Thanks. And now opening a gift for John and Daniel. Rip into it, Ken's. All right. The paper Here she flying. goes. And as she opens, it wasn't too fragile, was it? No, okay, it wasn't. It's no. good. Oh, it's starting oh, off good, John. All right, here we go, John. Gear up right. for your next meeting or ignite your creativity with style. The Rocketbook Core Notebook seamlessly blends the classic pen and paper experience with the modern digital age. Ooh. Feel the familiar touch oh. of a traditional notebook, yet revel in its eco-friendly reusability. Paired with the Rocketbook folio cover, it ensures your notes stay protected. And because inspiration often strikes in the coziest of corners, we've included a Starbucks gift card to keep your productivity fueled. Wow, nice. That is awesome. I'll tell you how awesome this is. Baby, if you're listening at home... Carl wants whatever Carl we just gave away ideas. ain't a bad idea, man. That is watch it. Very cool. Yeah. Congrats to John and Daniel. I love it. Way to yeah. go. That's great. What do you think, John? Love your show. Thank you so much. And I do. I think I got to go to work unless Young Thunder can write me a note. Oh, go, go, go. I'm on it. I'm go on to it. work. Go, 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 go to work. Go to work. Dr. Thunder. Yeah. Oh, boy. If you want to be in on these last two gifts, you know what? Get your entry form in today. Just text the word Christmas. Do not want anyone to miss out on the opportunity to win. Text Christmas to 312-274-9624. Text Christmas 312-274-9624. Okay, signing off on Facebook Live. Love you See guys. Ya. And uh, Merry Christmas to Merry everyone. Christmas. That is like a great gift. Carl's getting ideas. I'm going to go scope it out right now. Give a gift to yourself. No, I won't do that. I don't (laughs) think that would be weird. Have you ever been to a Christmas celebration where someone gifted themselves? My mom did it one year. Your mom gave a gift to herself? It was to Eva. She wrote it to Eva. That's what my dad called her. And and she says, who's it from? And everybody's (laughs) going. She 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 goes, who's it from? Everybody goes, I don't know. In the whole room, nobody... She goes, well, I'll open it. She goes, that is so awesome. Whoever got that for me goes, I got it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Moms Uh, can do that. uh, She deserves it. Moms can do that. The way to ensure that you get the gift you want. (laughs) Go get it. Go ahead and buy it for yourself. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Hang on.